Welcome to the Life Church Reno podcast. Here at Life Church, we seek to love God, love others, and make a difference. From wherever you're listening, we pray that this message impacts you. So I mentioned that today's vision day, but really before we get into some of the vision stuff, we're also today wrapping up our series that we've called Hungry. We've been, been uh, in this series that we began a couple of weeks ago, really a 21-day spiritual journey. These hungry uh, devotionals will continue through this week. I hope, you, hope you've been enjoying those. I know I have. And we kicked off this series talking about w- w- being hungry for God to do something fresh in our lives this year, a fresh uh, experience of him, a fresh love for him. And then we talked last week about how whenever our or, or we have a fresh experience with God, and we go to another place with him, it never stops in that relationship. It, it always begins to affect my relationships, the way in which I love people. And so we talked last week about being, being really hungry to love well and to, to be loved, and talked about the importance of Christian community, and gave you a chance to join one of our life groups that are beginning to meet this week, most of them. If you've not yet had a chance to do that, you can still do that on our website or the church center app, and we may give you more details about that as we wrap up the service. And but it, it's always our relationship with God's going to lead to us really loving people. But it's also never going to even stop there. It's going to take this next step where where I begin to be hungry to make a difference with my life, and that's what we're going to talk to you about today. If you have your Bible, go to Second Corinthians chapter five. And really this first half of the message, I'm gonna talk about why are we hungry to make a difference? And really this applies to all of us as individuals, and then it applies to us as a church together, and then so the first half will feel more like a message, and then the last half I'm gonna share with you some things that we're believing God's gonna do uh, through us in the days to come. And 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. The Apostle Paul is explaining a little bit about why he's living his life the way he's living his life, giving his life away to make a difference and giving his life away for the gospel's sake on mission. And 2 Corinthians 5, 14 says, for Christ's love compels us. If you get nothing else today, I want you to get this. It is the love that God has for us, manifest in Christ dying in our place. It's God's love for us, Christ's love for us that motivates us to make a difference with our lives. Paul says, this is Christ's love. It's controlling me. It's the motivator in my life because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live, this is a great little phrase, that those who live, those of us that are are alive in Christ, should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Here's the thing. When I'm compelled by Christ's love, my selfishness decreases. There are things in your life that help you understand how selfish you are. If you get married, you're gonna realize they're pretty selfish, so am I. And then if you have children, you're like, oh, they, they're born selfish. But they also reveal our selfishness. 
And, and, and the thing is, I, I believe that one of the biggest things that keeps us from making the impact with our life that, that God has in store for us is this selfishness thing, this living for yourself. But when I, when I be really understand at a, at a head level, but even more at a kind of a deep heart level of, of what it means of just how much God loves us and how he proved it in Christ dying for us, that, that, that when Christ's love becomes the motivating factor in my life. When Christ's love is compelling me, my selfishness decreases and my hunger to make a difference increases. And so when I'm compelled by Christ's love, my selfishness decreases. Keeping, continue reading verse 16. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. When I am compelled by Christ's love, I see people through God's lens. Paul says, we no longer regard anyone from a worldly point of view. How does the world look at people? The world looks at people through, uh, from the outside. The world looks at people through, through the, the lens of prejudice, of, of, of skin color, and, and how attractive somebody is, how much money someone has, how helpful they can be to me. And, and, but Paul says, we no longer look at people from a worldly perspective. Now we're looking at people through God's lens. And see, God, God looks at people through this lens of immense worth. God looks at people through this lens of equality. He's not a respecter of persons. He looks at people through this lens of, of they are valuable because he has created them and stamped his image on them. Jesus shed his blood for them. And so when God looks at people, it's not a matter of he likes pretty people that, that we think are pretty more than, than, than people that we think are less attractive. And, and he doesn't like wealthy people more than people that have less. And he doesn't like powerless people more than people that we think are powerful. That's how the world looks at people. But, we, but, but that's not how God sees them. He sees them as immensely valuable and worth so very, very much. And so if I'm gonna not look at people that way, but through God's lens, I'm gonna go through and everybody I see, even if other people don't think they matter, I'm gonna think they matter so very much. God sees people through the lens of who he can make them, not through the lens of, of their past mistakes. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. See, the way the world does is the world wants to hold every mistake someone's ever made against them forever. Every stupid thing they've ever said, the world wants to, 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 to hold it out there as, well, they said this forever, years and years ago, and so they, they're no good. And, but when God looks at people, it's not based on their past, it's based on, on what he would, would like to do in their life, this new creation that he would like to make them. See, God looks at people not through the lens of just right now. Many times we just see people and we're just looking at them in the lens of this moment or how, what can they do for me right now? But, but God sees people through the lens of forever, that, that he wants to be with them forever. See, everybody matters, and everybody has immense worth, and God can redeem anybody, no matter their past, and give them an amazing forever future. And so when I am compelled by Christ's love, that's how I see people, I see people the way God sees them. When I'm compelled by Christ's love, I have a different agenda. Let me show this to you, verse 18. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. 
that God was reconciling the world to himself. This idea of reconciliation, you've got a relationship that's been broken, it's, it, it, there's, there, there's, there's, there's hostility in this relationship and reconciliation, this idea of bringing about right relationship. And he says that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. There's some just powerful little phrases, these couple of verses. Aren't you glad that you're not having your sins counted against you? not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Sometimes I wish I was an actual ambassador or a diplomat, because I want to get the diplomatic immunity, <laughs> where you can just drive as fast as you want. You get pulled over, hey, I'm an ambassador, diplomatic immunity. It's all good. And, but uh, whatever, guys. And so uh, it's, um, but what we see here is this idea of being an ambassador is an ambassador lives in another place as a representative of a king or a president or a prime minister. And they're there and they're not speaking based on their own thoughts or ideas. They are there to represent the will and the message of the one who sent them. And so President Biden has got ambassadors and diplomats all around the world. And when they speak, it's as if the president himself is speaking. And so what Paul is saying here is he's saying, hey, listen, man, when, when, I'm, when I'm compelled by the love of Christ, I am there representing him. I I am his ambassador. We are his ambassadors bringing his message and it's not our own. We're no longer on our own agenda. See, an ambassador is not there to represent their own agenda. An ambassador is there to represent the agenda of the one who sent them. And so when I'm compelled by Christ's love, I have a different agenda. I'm speaking on behalf of a king and I've been given his mission. See, Paul says, you've been given this ministry of reconciliation. You've been given this message of reconciliation that, 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 that God is reconciling the world to himself in Christ and no longer holding people's sins against them. It's the greatest message ever. And, and we're, we are, and Paul says, so it's like when we're speaking, it's as if God himself is speaking. And so we've been given this whole, this whole agenda. We've been given this, this mission and this message and this ministry that, that, that we are here to bring this good news that, that, of, of bringing people into right relationship with God. We have this whole different agenda. Here's the fourth thing. When I'm compelled by Christ's love, my gospel urgency will be obvious. Let me show this to you. Last couple of verses in chapter five and the first couple in chapter six. I'm gonna read them out of the New Living Translation. But we see in Paul's language this incredible urgency. He says, so we're Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. It's this language of urgency. Come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. As God's partners, we beg you, again, urgency language, not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. 
Indeed, the right time is now. Again, urgency language. Today is the day of salvation. Well, what we see in these last few verses here, we, the, the urgency that Paul is speaking with, he's saying, I'm pleading with you, I'm begging with you. Today is the day, now is the time. He couldn't be using more urgent language in this idea when Christ's Love compels me. When the, when the wonder of, of God's love's proven for us and Christ dying for us becomes this controlling thing in my life, this urgency that, that people will, would, would be in right relationship with God, it just begins to be this thing that drives my life. Where, where gospel urgency means that I'll do anything short of sin to help people come into right relationship with God. And so my great desire for, for all of us, is that as we, that this year in 2023, that all of us will, would, would go to a new place in how we experience God and our love for him, that this would overflow into the way in which we love one another in our relationships, and that this would overflow in this hunger to make a difference as we are compelled by Christ's love, and that we would live this out individually, and then that we'd be able to live this out together as a church. And so I'm gonna just take a few minutes and just share with you some things that we're believing for God to do with us. And so uh, usually on Vision Day, we uh, primarily talk about the next year at Life Church. Now, in three years, Life Church will be 20 years old. It's a uh, right, yes. Right now, we are an obnoxious 17 year old. Um, any obnoxious 17-year-olds here? A few? Yes? Go on. Any 17-year-olds? Because by definition, obnoxious. Yeah? Yeah, all right. And so, uh, Jacob, keep asking that other water. I have been taking copious amounts of cold medicine this week. Like, this, and it makes you, like, super thirsty. Anyone testify to that? And so, um, two-water day. It's what it is. And I knew as I was getting ready to go, I said, Jacob, can you grab an extra water? I think I might need it. And so, you matter. Um, so uh, three years, Life Church will be 20 years old. And, uh, and so what I wanna talk to you about today is, is really what, what, some things that we're believing God to do through us over the next three years. And, and so um, because we're compelled by Christ's love, Lord willing, over the next three years, here's the first thing, we will unleash Christ's love and compassion more than ever. Uh, one way we're gonna do that is we're going to be increasing our emphasis and support in areas of foster care and adoption. And so a lot of you have heard about LC Cares, Foster and Adopt. Something that we're gonna be doing, even in the process of doing right now, is we're, we are, are taking what we've been doing here, LC Cares, Foster Care and Adopt, and we're uh, partnering with a, a citywide movement called um, Foster the City. It's a, it's a bunch of churches. And so together we're saying, hey, we want to make a big difference, not just as one church, but as the collective church in Reno to uh, help the most vulnerable children in our area. And so we're excited for that next step. Life Church will be hosting a giant, uh, partnering with Washoe County Social Services, uh, will be hosting a giant appreciation dinner here um, in May for uh, that every foster parent in Washoe County will be invited to. We'll be doing great programming over for the kids and the kids building. We're excited for that. Second, we'll be uh, looking to have an increased partnership with local nonprofits, schools, 
and ministries. I don't know about you, I love it that whenever Damani Ranch High School has a need, we are their first phone call. And they're like, hey, can you guys feed our whole school? And we're like, sure. Can you guys, can y'all drive buses? And I'm like, I don't know anyone at Life Church that I'd trust to drive a bus, but sure. And so, uh, <laughs> and I, we want that to always be the case. And we wanna be a great friend to the schools close to us. We wanna be a great partner and friend to the schools uh, that have more um, kids that are at risk and, and have challenges and, and um and so we want to continue our, and increase our partnership with local nonprofits, schools, and ministries. Uh, right now, there's about 60 life groups at Life Church, and uh, most we've ever had by far. And um, our desire over the next three years that that would grow to over 100 groups. And our great desire, and you can talk about this with your groups, our great desire is that every group um, that w- w- would have a cause or a partner ministry that, that, that you're looking to support and engage with. That could look like, like your cause. I know there's groups that, that their cause is they, they drop off stuff at the fire stations on a regular basis, some food and some, happy, some notes of gratitude from Life Church. That could be your cause. And there's groups that partner with Pathfinders, the inner city kids ministry. And a few times a year, they'll go down there and they'll, and they'll provide food for those, all those kids that are being um, ministered to on those Friday nights. And, but our desire is that every group would have some, some local cause, cause or a group you're partnering with, praying for, writing notes for, that, 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 that are, uh, and so our desire is that we would have a hundred of these groups spread across our area, groups of 10 or 15 people that, that are, are spread across our area, making a difference, partnering with these different causes and nonprofit schools and ministries. And so our first goal is to unleash Christ's love and compassion more than ever over the next three years. Here's our next goal, is to take the gospel as close as possible to everyone in our region over the next three years. That our desire is that we would have a campus of Life Church within 10 minutes of, a, of the majority of people in our region and within 20 minutes of 90% of the people in our region through these three key steps. Here's the first thing. Create more space at Damani. Now today we have a little extra space because only the people that really love Jesus come to church in a snowstorm. It's uh yeah, give it up for yourselves. Y'all matter. It's uh everyone that lives within a half mile of life church is here today. And so uh but our uh, so a few ways we're going to create more space at Damani is uh, beginning February 12th we'll be going to three services, 8.30. Y'all are like, we're never going to that one. And so uh, 8.30, 9.45, and 11.15. Now, yes, I'm excited for that. And so uh, now some of y'all are already know you're coming at 11.15. Uh, and I would just, some of y'all are married to somebody um, or where you need to say to them or say to yourself, when he says 11.15, he means 11. And then you'll get here at 11.15, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, it's, laugh with me. Some of y'all are late. It's okay. It's, uh, um, and so 8.30, 9.45, and 11.15. And so super excited for that. Um, we, uh, last year, uh, we were hoping to uh, finish out the mezzanine. We had that bid um, from the, the uh, contractor at the peak 
of construction costs and inflation. It went, and it was, uh, and the bid came back higher than it was expected. And, and honestly, at that point, our elders, even though we could have taken that next step, our elders said, hey, let's just push this on pause for the next few months. If we need to add a third service, that's totally fine. And, but now we are, again, revisiting and getting fresh bids on the mezzanine and making some design adjustments where we're fairly confident that we will be able to, um, at a reasonable cost, uh, open that mezzanine, um, ideally by the end of the summer. Finally, and some of you will be excited about this, we will be, uh, our goal is in early 2024 to add a lot more paved parking here at Damani Ranch. And yes, it's, uh, and all the people tired of parking in the mud said amen. And so uh, if y'all aren't excited about that, we can just keep shuttling you. And so, uh, all right, so we're gonna create more space at Damani. Here's the next thing. Uh, we are going uh, near the end of this year are going to launch the Carson City campus of Life Church. I mean, yes. Uh, let me share with you a few things about that. So, in February 19, February of 2019, we heard about a church that at one time had been the largest church in Carson City that after a number of years of difficulty had ended up uh, having their property foreclosed upon. And so, And beginning in 2019, we began uh, as a leadership team to pray about and wrestle with might God want us to move towards that becoming a campus of Life Church. And and on and off for these last four years, uh, just kind of seeking God's timing on all that and what that might look like. And uh, but our uh, earlier, uh, as we were ending last year, uh, our elders, our leadership team, uh, stewardship team uh, came to the belief of, hey, this is, this is our moment to seek to acquire this. And so uh, a few things about this acquisition. One, uh, we hope to close by the end of March on this campus. It's 10 acres, 40,000 square feet. Um, we are able to acquire it for about 30% of what it would cost us to buy property like that, build buildings um, uh, from scratch. And so we're excited about that. We're able to uh, get it with no money down. And uh, what's really cool about it is just how, how God has has, has put it all together. We're excited to launch this campus. Uh, uh, the Bronze, uh, Dusty and Christy Braun will be the campus pastors out there, hands-on. Uh, but our, our whole team, our staff, our leadership will be engaged. This will be another location, one church and, and two locations with our Carson campus. And But what we're excited about uh, for a number of reasons is God's brought us together with a handful of ministry partners. And these ministry partners, there's, there's three of them, one is a uh, homeschool co-op that is, uh, is kind of overseen and run by uh, some great families from Life Church. And so they will be using some of the property Monday through Friday and paying us rents. These are the tenants I previously spoke of. And so, and then there's a Christian school, uh, I mean, uh, a, called Legacy Christian Academy that's in there that's already meeting at this property. And uh, they're going to continue to use one of the buildings Monday through Friday and will also be paying rents. Uh, 
And then there is a Christian preschool, Grace and Wonder, that's already opened and off to a great start that's been started by a couple in our church that are uh, that is off to a great start, Grace and Wonder Preschool Child Development Center, and they also uh, are going to be paying us rent. So these three Christ-centered partners, ministries uh, that feel called to that area and that spot um, are gonna be partnering with us to bless Carson City, and, and the, the combination of these three Tenants is going to cover the vast majority of the mortgage as we acquire this property that is, uh, that really, it's, I don't know about you guys, if, if you've been on this journey with us, it's pretty much a miracle. I don't know about you, I've, I've never been able to get property that would, at 30% of what it would cost me to build it with no money down and have other people paying all the mortgage. I don't know about you, that, I wish my house was like that. And so, uh, um, So we are excited about that. And so there will be an interest meeting in March for folks. We're really just challenging everybody at Life Church. If you live in Washoe Valley South, to plan to be a part of helping us launch this Carson campus. And so we will be having an interest meeting in March, and then the official grand opening will be uh, in uh, near the end of this year. And so we're super excited. So we want to take the gospel as close as possible, uh, have, have expand our capacity here at Damani Ranch to make a big impact here in South Reno. We will be starting the Carson campus near the end of this year. And then we are uh, planning to launch our Sparks campus at the end of 2024. And uh, you might remember, and all the Sparks people said, and uh, we think people that live in Sparks matter to Jesus also. More? I don't know. Let's think that through. And, uh, and so um, you might remember about uh, that previously we've talked about launching uh, with the Toilolos, an uh, autonomous uh, daughter church plant in the growth edge of Sparks. But as uh, the Toilolos and our leadership uh, team over the last year have, have, have prayed and wrestled this out, we really believe our best next step is to launch uh, with them a campus of Life Church. So again, this one church meeting in three locations where we can maximize our strengths together for, to make the biggest impact. And so our vision is over the next three years to have a campus of Life Church within 10 minutes of the majority of the people in our region and within 20 minutes of about 90% of the people in our region taking the gospel as close as possible. It's this gospel urgency thing. I don't know about you guys. I couldn't be more excited about that. You guys excited with me? And so uh, here's the third thing. Over the next three years, we want to give great effort and attention to raising up the next generation of leaders. And uh, uh, here's three ways we're going to do that. One is, is over the last couple of years, we've had kind of various next step discipleship classes uh, that we've offered from time to time, but we're really going to, as we go into this year and in the next year, kind of taking that to a whole new level with a much much more systemic and strategic approach where, where we could 
anyone that wants to take another step in their faith, whether that's just kind of understanding how to read the Bible at another level, understanding how to pray at another level, or even if you're like, hey, man, if I had the time and the money, I'd go to Bible college. We want, we want to make something like that as close and accessible as possible with a very uh, systemic and strategic set of kind of one-off seminars and some different classes. Some of them might go six to 12 weeks and so that we can just partner with you to continue to, to develop you as much as you desire to take next steps in your discipleship journey. And so we look forward to sharing with you more about that in the coming weeks. The next, this might be a three bottle of water day. I'm gonna let you know. So much Dayquil, so much NyQuil. It's like there's no water in my body. Pray for me. And so um, it's, I am thirsty. And so uh, the Life Christian Academy, we're gonna be opening up the kindergarten for our Life Christian Academy this August. And it's, listen, this is, it has always been a part of the vision of Life Church to have, to, ultimately have a, thank you, and uh, to, uh, to have a, an excellent Christ-centered Christian school. And so this fall, we'll open up our kindergarten. The next year, it'll be kindergarten, first, second, third grade. And then every year after that, we will be adding an additional grade all the way to K through eighth. And, and we um, are committed to having an excellent Christ-centered education that is, is making an incredible difference in the lives of our children. And so if you have questions, you can email info at lcareno.com. Uh, the website lcareno.com will be live February 15th, and we'll begin to accept applications beginning on March 1st. And so we have uh, begun, initiated the design of our LCA school building that will attach to our kids' life building over there uh, when complete. And so this is something that we have been uh, looking towards, praying for, uh, dreaming of for years and years, and we will take this first step towards this this fall. And, and here's the last thing about how we're going to um, raise up the next generation of leaders. I shared some of this with you before. This spring, we'll be launching our internship program. We'll be sharing in the next couple of months how people can, uh, can um, uh, sign up for that, how they can uh, apply. Apply is the word I'm looking for. And how people can apply for that internship program. And then over that next two years, by spring of 2025, we see that growing into kind of a more fully-fledged school of ministry. And so, so here, here's the thing, guys. Um, we are committed. Why? Because Christ's love compels us. Christ's love compels us individually and together to, to seek to make the biggest possible impact we can with our lives. And, and, and so we're laying aside selfishness. We're seeing people as God sees them laying aside our agendas, embracing our lives as God's ambassadors, living our lives with incredible urgency. And this looks like we do this together, but here's the thing, the, the, the difference that we're to make, we make it as individuals, but then God does this thing where he brings us together and together we make a bigger difference than we ever could by ourselves. I don't know about you guys, I'm excited for what God has for us these next few years. Let me pray for you. 
So Father, we do thank you for inviting us into your activity. We thank you for inviting us on your mission. We thank you for making us your ambassadors. Lord, I do pray that, that we would have a fresh sense of the wonder of your love for us. That your love would be what compels us to not just live for ourselves, not just seek things that are easy or comfortable or safe. God, that we'd see people the way you do as immeasurably valuable, as precious. That you created them, put your image on, stamped your image on them. You desire to be with them forever. And God, would we see it the same way? And God, would you give us a fresh urgency, a fresh, pas- a, a fresh passion to be all in on your mission. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Church Reno podcast. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this. And you can also find more information at lifechurchreno.com. Blessings to you.